You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. And it is, of course, presented by DraftKings. Absolutely love those dudes over at DraftKings. Just like I love all of you that listen or watch this show. You can always watch any of them. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. We're obviously now on the DraftKings network, which you can check out Samsung TV and other places, which is really exciting. Love all of the gigs I've got. College football, CBS, NFL, Westwood One, the Eagles. But really enjoy the various podcasts. Thought it was interesting to talk to Shane Bouchel and Andy Heck from the Chiefs on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. Greg Cosell joins me tomorrow. We're going to go over his season preview, kind of season preview slash offseason review, if you will. For the AFC South on tomorrow's Ross Tucker football podcast should be good. Check me out on social, please, at Ross Tucker NFL. Love the engagement with any of the clips from the show, at Ross Tucker pod. Star of this show is Joe Dolan. He's fantastic. He dominates over at fantasypoints.com where you can and should use the code 23FEAST. And you can obviously always check him out on social media as well, at FG underscore Dolan. Joe, this is going to finish up our rookie ranking series post-draft. So the draft happened and immediately wanted to know what Joe's thoughts were on all of these skill position rookies. We did quarterbacks. We did running backs. We did day one and day two wide receivers. Today we're going to do tight ends. If we have time at the end, maybe I'll ask you about some of the Flyers that people could take, especially in DraftKings best ball on some of the day three wide receivers. But let's start with the tight ends, Joe, because this was considered a really, really good class of tight ends. Interestingly, though, only one of them ended up going in the first round, and that's tight end Dalton Kincaid to the Buffalo Bills. There's some talk, Joe, about... Maybe he'll be used more as a slot receiver because they have Dawson Knox. I guess in general, I want you to talk about the tight ends because I could tell last week after the show, you and I were chatting, you're not overly enamored with rookie tight ends for fantasy football. No, I'm not overly. First and foremost, historically, rookie tight ends, everybody has, has heard this a million times over. But a rookie tight end coming in and really becoming an impact fantasy player, it's becoming a little more common. Um, Kyle Pitts did it um, with the exception of, you know, actually scoring touchdowns. Uh, Pat Fryermuth did it, you know, recently. So there are some guys who have come in and have made an instant impact, but it's a hard position to really get a handle on. And I, this is when, you know, talking to people around the league, why tight ends coaches are often set up. Uh, quarterbacks coaches are very often – you know, considered the next offensive coordinator for good reason. But so are tight ends coaches. You know, Arthur Smith, his background is as a tight ends coach. And 
It makes sense. It's a hard position to learn. It's a hard position to coach because for the most part, the traditional tight end needs to be um, needs to be adept at both passing concepts and running concepts because they're, they're used as inline blockers and they're used oftentimes as slot and outside receivers in the modern game. And I, I guess that means there are still guys, though, who kind of specialize in one or the other. And I think Dalton Kincaid would qualify as somebody who's going to specialize as being a receiver. The Bills needed to come out of the 2023 NFL draft with weapons for Josh Allen. You know, I know Greg Cosell had been talking on the Ross Tucker football podcast about how really towards the end of the year, the Bills offense wasn't all that talented. It really wasn't. It was Josh Allen kind of and Stephon Diggs kind of carrying this thing. Couldn't run the ball. They didn't have any other reliable targets with Gabe Davis, you know, battling through injury. So I think Bills fans probably would have liked to see them maybe get one of those four receivers who we talked about next week who went with four consecutive picks right before the Bills selected. But Dalton Kincaid lands in a spot with Buffalo where he should be um, uh, he should be in, in the mix to honestly be one of their top receivers. Now, the Bills have 157 available targets from last year. That's 12th most in the NFL. Only one of those targets, though, was vacated by a tight end. Dawson Knox is still here. But Dalton Kincaid, I would, I would argue, Ross, is probably going to play a different position than Dawson Knox. Dalton Kincaid is probably going to play in the slot. He's probably going to play out wide a little bit. Um, he's undersized, 6'4", 246. Uh, that's, I mean, at, that's a good height for a tight end, but that's light for a tight end. So essentially, he's looking like a big wide receiver. He averaged 13.2 yards per reception uh, last season, 4.2 receptions per game to go along with scoring 16 touchdowns in 2021 and 2022. So this guy is an accomplished, productive player. Um, Look, they just extended Knox, which is what makes this a kind of puzzling move for many. But I think they're just going to maybe lean a little bit more on the run and put more size out there on the perimeter with Dalton Kincaid. Right now, I find him for fantasy at least redraft, relatively expensive. Um, He's a ninth-round pick on DraftKings best ball. Um, He's going as a top-12 tight end. Um, He's going as a top-12 tight end on other sites, and this is in redraft. This isn't in Dynasty. I'm not sure how often I'm going to be clicking the yes button on that at his current cost, but this is a very talented player playing with a very talented uh, uh, quarterback. I think Dawson Knox, the Bills want to move him more in line. Knox ran close to 50% of his routes from the slot last year. I think he's going to play a little bit more in line. Would not be a shock if the Bells use a ton of 12 personnel. They just extended Dawson Knox. They just drafted Dalton Kincaid. That is a heck of a lot of resources to use at the tight end position. I would anticipate 12 personnel being one of the foundations of the Bills offense as they look to maybe take a little bit off Josh Allen's plate and lean a little more on the run game. Well, and it wouldn't make any sense for it not to be uh, after the Knox extension and drafting, moving up, by the way, moving up to drafting Cade yep. in round one, leaping the Cowboys, who they believed were going to take Dalton Kincaid. I tend to agree with that. I would agree with way. that as well. And your point about tight ends and being head coaches, I also think, Joe, is one of the reasons why Greg Olson such a good television analyst. Mm. Number one, I believe his dad was a high school coach, but number two – 
You know, tight ends, more than anybody else, have to know routes and coverages, but they also have to know blocking schemes. So they're the only one, really, that is that tied in to both the passing game and the blocking game uh, aspect of things, which I think is noteworthy. Also noteworthy, how amazing the game time app is. So I actually only live like an hour north of Baltimore. So I'll type in, Joe, Baltimore, like Rangers-Orioles Friday night, $15. Mm. Now, I don't know how this works because it does say um, that terms apply. But if you download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code FEAST, you get $20 off your first purchase. Do I think Game Time is going to send you a check for $4 to have you go to the Orioles game? Probably not. I haven't looked at the terms that apply. But again, create an account, redeem code FEAST for $20 off. Why not check it out? See what they got. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, and that is guaranteed. Is there any other guy? Is there a number two guy, Joe, that you think is guaranteed to be fantasy relevant at the tight end position? We're talking about Michael Mayer to the Raiders, Luke Musgrave to the Packers, Perhaps, I don't think you're going to say Schoonmaker to the Cowboys, but maybe because there's an opening there. Or what about your boy, Sam Laporta to the Lions? Well, Sam Laporta, um, I, I think, is the one who stands out. First and foremost, he was the second tight end drafted. But we're looking at a team that has 227 available targets, which is fourth most in the NFL. Um, Jamison Williams is suspended for the first six games of the season. And then, you know, they signed Marvin Jones. They got Josh Reynolds. Um, I, I think uh, they had Brock Wright last year. Um, I, every time every time uh, Brock Wright caught a pass and I'm watching the NFL.com play-by-play and it's B. Wright. And I'm like, oh, uh, I kept thinking of Cypress Hill uh, because B. Real is, uh, is the top vocalist in Cypress Hill. I was like, oh. B, B. Wright has caught another pass. There's not a lot of competition there. They drafted James Mitchell, who's a project last year, but very clearly they thought Sam Laporta was somebody um, who could come in here and make an instant impact for them, taking him at 34th overall, essentially spending a first-round pick on him. They traded TJ Hawkinson, um, obviously, last season. Laporta has athleticism and alignment versatility to contribute right away. Uh, and, and, I mean, if you're into evaluating box scores – um, look, Laporta caught 111 passes in his final 26 games at Iowa. Iowa quarterback play during Sam Laporta's tenure was abominable, Ross. Abominable. Just, I, I, I'm, I'm talking, maybe worst power five potential quarterback play. And Sam Laporta's still putting up solid numbers. He only caught four touchdowns, but I think Iowa scored four touchdowns all the last season. So Sam Laporta is a really talented guy. I think he's got a chance to be a starter from day one. And if you're looking at ADP, I mean, this guy is so far down the board from uh, from Dalton Kincaid. On DraftKings best ball, he's essentially going four full rounds after Dalton Kincaid. I'm probably more likely to click draft on Sam Laporta's name than I am Dalton Kincaid, just because I, I think Kincaid's a little bit too expensive. I think Laporta comes into an offense where there's a lot of opportunity 
to to catch passes here. I'm not expecting the world of him, but I do think he's got some upside as a tight end too, or even a third tight end in best ball drafts. Wow. Um, I love it. When you say the, the, the amount of targets that are available, did you say it was it was second in the NFL? Fourth most. Fourth most. Fourth most. Does that count um, Jamison Williams or no? I, I um not, that that does not count Jamison Williams and and honestly I don't know if it if it even should because Jamison Williams didn't play in the first half of last season either so he's a, J- Jamison Williams is like this is like when uh when Roger Clemens used to sign with the Astros back in the day he would like pick it up after the All Star break and like he would come down and pitch Cy Young ball that's what the Lions are hoping for because Jamison Williams two straight years is not going to play in the first half of the season for vastly different reasons. I'm going to be playing all weekend, Joe, with my family and friends, drinking some Labatt Blue Light. It is Memorial Day weekend, one of the best weekends of the year, the unofficial kickoff of summer. Always enjoy some Labatt Blue Lights, responsibly, of course, beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so Joe, what about some of these other guys? I'll throw them out at you. Very interesting to me that the Packers took two, Musgrave and the aptly named Tucker Craft. We also already, I already brought up Michael Mayer and Schoonmaker. I don't know, dude, for like five years, I swear Mayer was Notre Dame's best player. I, I, you know, I know he didn't run a great 40 time or whatever, but. I feel like I can see Jimmy G throwing him the ball a lot with the Raiders. Yeah, Jimmy G uh, really likes throwing the ball to George Kittle. Um, now, George Kittle's a vastly different athlete than than Michael Mayer. Um, Mayer kind of reminds me um, of like your. I don't want to. I don't want to compare. Like, I don't, these guys are borderline Hall of Famers. Um, so let's not let's let, let's pump the brakes a little bit. But almost maybe like the Jason Witten or the Zach Ertz. Just find that window. Maybe you're not going to get a whole lot of yards after the catch, but you're going to get open. We need seven yards. Uh, I think uh, Raider fans have gotten accustomed to saying third and Renfro. I don't know how much time Hunter Renfro has left in in Las Vegas, but third and Mayer might replace it because I, it feels like he's the kind of technician who – can really come in and make an instantaneous impact and get the trust of his quarterback. And Ross, here is the big thing for Michael Mayer. The Raiders obviously traded Darren Waller. They have 97 vacated tight end targets. That is the most in the NFL. Um, uh, Darren Darren Waller's out of there. Foster Moreau 
is out of there. And yeah. now Michael Mayer comes in, and he's got an opportunity to make an instantaneous impact. They have the most vacated tight end targets in the league. I am going to be drafting Michael Mayer quite a bit. Uh, they signed Austin Hooper. They also brought in O.J. Howard, and the Bills brought in O.J. Howard, and he didn't do anything for them. Austin Hooper doesn't really move the needle for me. Um, I guess, in theory, you could say Michael Mayer is kind of like a prime Austin Hooper as somebody who's going to find those windows and and earn the trust of the quarterback. But I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Mayer is leading this tight end unit in targets from day one. So I actually kind of prefer him as somebody I can draft as a tight end too. Um, he's getting drafted. Let's see here. Um, he's getting drafted uh, after uh, Sam Laporta, um, after Gerald Everett. His ADP is 170 on DraftKings right now. That's pretty freaking appealing for me. What about some of these other guys? What about the two Packers? Yeah. Musgrave or Kraft? Uh, anything with either one of those guys? Yeah, Musgrave Musgrave is really fascinating. As a matter of fact, I just drafted Musgrave in the third round of a dynasty rookie draft, um, literally right before I came on the podcast. So I'm, I'm well equipped to uh, – I have Musgrave on the mind. Um, you talk about coaches and how tight ends make good coaches. Well – um, Bill Musgrave, uh, the, the former longtime quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator, he's Luke Musgrave's uncle. Um, uh, Doug Musgrave was a quarterback at Oregon. Um, so Luke Musgrave has the genes. He's got, he's got the pedigree. He also has a lengthy rap sheet of injuries. Not, not rap sheet might be the wrong thing to say. Sorry, Luke Musgrave. Didn't mean to, uh, didn't mean to, to, to sell your name there, but he just had, he has a long, uh, list of injuries. Um, his redshirt junior season, he had just 11 catches, um, but he had them in his first two games before the knee injury. Per Scott Barrett of FantasyPoints.com, he has a he uh, has his own athletic athleticism model. He calls Spork, um, uh, not Spark, Spork, like the uh, like the the utensil. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke Musgrave had the best Spork score in the class: four six one forty, thirty six inch vertical. Um, 10, five broad at six, six, two fifty three. So this guy can move the Packers. We just talked about, uh, the, the, uh, Raiders vacating the most tight end targets. Well, the Packers vacate the six most tight end targets and the second most targets overall in the entire NFL. Now there's a lot of layers to this onion. How is Jordan love going to play? How much is Tucker craft going to come in here and maybe make more of an impact. Can Luke Musgrave stay on the field? You know, a couple years ago, we saw the Ravens draft both Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews. Hayden Hurst was drafted in the first round, Mark Andrews in the third, and pretty much instantly Mark Andrews was the better player. So could we see a redux of that where Tucker Craft comes in and is the better player than Musgrave? Well, Musgrave's the much better athlete. I think Musgrave has the ability to be a big-time seam receiver. I think maybe you could see, uh, as a receiver, some George Kittle in his game. Um, Kittle's another guy who wasn't terribly productive in college and also has battled injuries. This is a talented player I'm willing to take a shot on in Dynasty. Luke Musgrave is not going to be drafted, Ross, in very many redraft leagues, though, because of the competition with Tucker Craft, because of the fact that Jordan Love is a new starting quarterback. This is likely a guy who you're going to look at on your waiver wires early in the season if he's making an impact. What about some of these other guys 
that Joe might be known more for their their blocking. Darnell Washington in the third yeah. round went to the Steelers. We mentioned uh, Schoonmaker to the Cowboys in the second round. Brenton Strange to the Jaguars in the second round. I mean, these are second round in Washington. Some people thought might go late first. Yeah. I mean, are they just blockers or is there any fantasy relevance there? Um, Brenton Strange, I think, is a guy, you know, you've watched a lot of Penn State football, Ross. Really talented guy, but Penn State just had like eight deep at tight end, so he never really produced, I think, the way you want to. He's used to lining up in those weird formations that Penn State does, so I think there's some blocking, some H-back versatility uh, for Brenton Strange. No fantasy relevance here. Evan Ingram's being drafted as a top 10 fantasy tight end, and I think deservedly so. Um, But he was a second-round pick, so they clearly like him. Washington is really fascinating to me because of that athleticism, the fact that, you know, he wasn't going to produce because uh, he's behind behind one of the best tight end prospects maybe we've ever seen at Georgia and Brock Bowers. So – uh, I, I kept thinking Michael Mayer. I knew it was a double letter, so I so I slipped. Yeah. So I had to delay there as I as I brought his uh, name uh, off 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 the top of my head. But Washington, I think, fell because of medicals. But the Steelers, this is a team that wants to run the football. They needed offensive line help. They went out and got it in the NFL draft. They went out and got it in free agency, bringing in say Amalo um, and Nate Herbig. And then I think Darnell Washington's essentially going to function as a as a sixth offensive lineman for them. So I don't think there's much, maybe a couple touchdowns here and there, but I don't think there's much fantasy relevance. Of the guys you just mentioned, I think Schoonmaker might be the guy who has the best chance to be fantasy relevant. Um, his competition is not great. Uh, he's got Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot. The Cowboys are vacating 89 tight end targets. That's second most in the NFL. Um, but 24 years old, older prospect. He took until his fifth season at Michigan to make an impact as a receiver, but Schoonmaker, because of landing spot, might be the most, the most, uh, might be the most likely to make a fantasy impact of those later guys you just mentioned. You know, what's making an impact on me, the NBA playoffs right now, Celtics actually won a game, by the way, we almost had two sweeps in the conference finals, which is not good. Thankfully, what is good is DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Just open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, Place the same gay parlay on any NBA game. If your bet loses, they'll give you a bonus bet back in the amount of your initial bet up to $10. So everybody can use that one. Or new people can download the app now and sign up with code Ross. Make a $5 bet. Score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code Ross. If you listen or watch the Even Money podcast, you know that our professional gambler, Steve Better, uh, Steve Fezzik, says you need to take advantage of all these different promotions while they're still out there. What about, Joe, just to wrap things up, you know, we didn't talk about some of the day three receivers last week. Um, it's interesting because there are some guys out there that 
have some names to them. You know, whether it's like a Tyler Scott to the Bears or Greg Cosell was talking about Kayshawn Butte on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast yeah. last week, getting people excited. Well, I mean, Butte, there was, um, I mean, Ross, as, as late as maybe October, Butte was getting top 10 overall vibes. He just had a disaster of a season at LSU. Then he, I, I, what, what, he declared that he was going to come back and then decided he was going to go into the draft anyway. Um, I think that was a worthwhile pick for the Patriots. I'm not making any great declaration for Keishon Butte, but in theory, you know, this is not a, a, a high-end receiving core. He should be able to crack the lineup if he comes out and shows out well um, during during training camp and maybe in the preseason. The guy who really did stand out to me, though, um, and you mentioned him, was, was Tyler Scott. He goes to the Chicago Bears. Um, this is a favorite of Dane Brugler's. This was a favorite of our guy Brett Whitefield uh, at FantasyPoints.com. I think the entire draft community was absolutely floored that his teammate Trey Tucker was drafted before him. But this is a guy who's got an opportunity um, to make some big plays in a receiving core that really I, – I, look, they brought in DJ Moore. Obviously, that's a, that's a big uh, move for the Bears. Darnell Mooney's coming off of injury. I think the Chase Claypool trade was a disaster. Um, Valus Jones didn't do anything as a rookie. I think Tyler Scott's got an opportunity to be a big play threat as soon as his rookie year for the Chicago Bears. Very interesting, Joe. Um, We're going to have some best ball drafts the next couple months, so make sure you are listening or watching to every episode and checking us out on social media. We might even do some live best ball drafts with you guys, the listeners, and then that could be great show content. We'll also have some awesome guests coming up over the next couple months. Fantasy football season is here. Get fired up, get excited, and get stuffed. I'm done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.